0: You're listening to Exploring Boys' Education, a monthly podcast produced by the International Boys' Schools Coalition, and I'm Bruce Collins. In this episode, we connect with Kate T. Parker about her most recent book, The Heart of a Boy, celebrating the strength and spirit of boyhood.
1: R.J. Palacio, the
0: number one New York Times bestselling author of Wonder, says this of Parker's work. "Silly." serious nerdy athletic creative bold the adjectives describing boys could go on for pages but if boys are to grow up to be admirable men the one thing they must be is kind kate t parker's book helps clear the way for a time when everyone understands that but before i speak to kate What would an Exploring Boys Education episode be without an update from my colleague, Amy Ahart, IBSC's interim executive director in the IBSC Newsreel?
2: Thank you, Bruce, and hello, listeners. It's great to be able to share the IBSC programs that are coming up before the end of the year. Before I do, I'd like to draw your attention to the first Exploring Boys episode of season three. If you haven't yet listened, I would encourage you to do so when you get a moment. IBSC officers Chris Post, David Dini, and David Ferguson reflect on the past 18 months, discuss their current thoughts concerning the education of boys, and examine what's ahead for IBSC. If you're a teacher new to boys' schools, our single gender education class is just for you. In this class, you'll gain a sharper understanding of what it means to work in a boys' school and how you can cultivate a classroom atmosphere and curriculum that maximize how boys learn. This class starts on October 18. Our Boys and Belonging class also starts on that same day. More than ever, teachers of boys need to foster school environments where belonging is a priority. In this class, you will discuss essential elements of creating a culture of belonging in boys' schools. In addition to these online classes, we are also offering two IBSC Ideas Lab programs. Designed as an interactive exchange among colleagues, IBSC Ideas Lab engages dedicated educators who learn and grow together. Before each session, participants watch a 10-minute video introduction from a global guest to jumpstart a facilitated conversation on the topic. Together, we surface fresh ideas and build mutual support structures and enduring professional friendships. IBSC Ideas Labs about boys and sport starts on November 4. And IBSC Ideas Lab for middle school heads and assistant heads starts on November thirtieth. Places in each Ideas Lab are limited to 12 participants. We hope you'll sign up for some of these offerings and you can view them all on our website at www.theibsc.org. Back to you, Bruce. I'm looking forward to your conversation with Kate Parker about the heart of a boy.
0: It's such a privilege today to be speaking with Kate Parker about the heart of a boy. Kate's beautiful book, and I would urge you to get a copy and read it. The Heart of a Boy, Celebrating the Spirit and Strength of Boyhood is a wonderful reflection on the breadth and depth of what boyhood means. Um, And in her own words, Kate mentions that she attempted to capture boyhood, and I love this, in all its forms, from confident and wild to curious and kind. And so even though Kate's world-renowned photography is beautiful, what I love most about her book is the insight one gains as one turns the pages from boys' voices about how they see and experience the world. So I'm so excited to learn more in this conversation. So Kate, I'd like to welcome you to Exploring Boys' Education.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm very glad to be here.
0: So Kate, when I interviewed Peggy Orenstein, and our listeners will probably remember this, the first question I asked her about her book, Boys and Sex, was similar to the question I'm about to ask you, uh, which is the fact that your first book, uh, Strong is the New Pretty, focuses on girls and explores their inner and outer strength. What then led you to consider putting together a book focused on boys?
1: Um, it's really interesting because I was, I don't have boys. I have two daughters. Um, and I was on, my publisher suggested it to me. And I was very much against it because, you know, I was like, well, I'm a feminist and my work is about empowering our girls and giving our girls a voice. And, I thought our boys are fine. They don't need me to help amplify their voices. They're doing just fine on their own. Men are doing just fine. And then um, I decided, I was like, you know what? I I was so like upset about it. I was like, you know what? Maybe there's something, there's a reason. Like there's, I just decided, you know what? Let me try to explore this a little bit. So I told my publisher, I would just do a few test shots, basically thinking, No, like, like already thinking, like, I'm just going to come back and be like, this is ridiculous. We don't need this book at all. Um, And literally after two or three different test shots, I was like, we need this more, almost more than we need this for our girls. Um, We need, um, there was so much, so much there that I guess because I don't, I don't, I'm not raising boys. I didn't realize sort of the depth and the breadth of. Of what was not being told and was not being shared, and this the vulnerability and the softness and the um just the inner workings that I was just not aware of, didn't think was there, didn't think that I could access. Um, and I was like, Oh, we need to do this book. This is this is really important. So immediately I was like, let's let's do this. But I I mean, I was very much against. Doing a book on boys and was very much mistaken <laughs> that it was needed.
0: I mean, I'm fascinated in your introduction, Kate, you you mentioned that in the spirit of inclusion, boys' voices do need to be heard. And many boys' educators and leaders in boys' schools that I speak to have alluded to and and authors have written about the fact that boys in in the current climate are Feeling like they are not able to speak or their voices don't matter, uh, you know I wonder what what was that what made that shift or what how, what alerted you to the fact that in in some ways boys' voices do matter
1: well i mean obviously <laughs> i think i didn't think necessarily that boys' voices didn't matter. I thought that they were out there I thought that that um that it was our girls that were struggling to be who they are and to be celebrated for who they are. And then in the shooting of this book and, and sort of researching and talking to, you know, hundreds of boys realizing that um, it is, I just feel like we're much farther along in the acceptance for a girl to be strong and to be confident and to be loud and to be capable than we are for a boy to be, maybe softer and more vulnerable and that the acceptance of a girl. And I mean, there's, the thing is there's, there are tons of books like Strong is the New Pretty, and there are not a lot of books like Heart of a Boy, you know, that are saying, you know, this is, and, and, and it's not to say that Heart of a Boy is, is saying, oh, boys should be vulnerable or boys should be um, softer. It's just saying the basic us actually after shooting both of these books, and it is literally the same exact message that um that that should be extended for all of our children is to celebrate them for who they are and not put kids into these boxes based on their gender
0: so would it be right then for me to assume and you've alluded to this that one of your aims with this project was to expand the definition of what it means to be a boy and to get that message out there
1: right yeah that, that for sure to um showcase all of the different sides of personality of interest of um yeah the just the things that they like and the things that they they um they want to do and um show the emotionality that is definitely there and um i don't know just trying to to do what i was trying to do with strongest do pretty make make it okay. And I feel like show kids, you know, oh, here's a boy that is a dancer. Here's a girl that is a baseball player or a wrestler. And just, I mean, and without judgment, without agenda, you're just showing, you know, like if you can see it, you can, you can't, you know, unless you see it, you can't dream it. So trying to just showcase possibility.
0: So maybe this is an obvious question, but I love words. I'm an, I'm an ex-English teacher. And this idea of focusing on the heart of a boy as a metaphor that you use to explore the breadth of what it means to be male, why Why choose that, the heart of a boy?
1: Um, I think because that instead of, um, you know, I think I, I try to think of my books as sort of all of them together, maybe tell a story, and and then the breath of the work comes across is, um, you know that strong is the new pretty was the first one, and strength trying to um make the importance to be on the strength of our girls as opposed to what they look like, and for boys trying to put the emphasis on their heart, like trying to just shift focus slightly in what we put emphasis on so that was um that was it was trying to showcase a little bit of like this is what this is what we're trying to focus on here in this in, the, in this book
0: and i must say the the, the beauty for me is that comes through so clearly in your both your pictures and the quotes that you use the boys voices you know as they share uh, Your first chapter, Kate, uh, reflects on vulnerability. And as listeners to this podcast will know, I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. So I mention vulnerability often. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I just love the fact that you started there. Um, And I think vulnerability often when viewed through a traditional masculine lens seems to be at odds with maleness or with boyhood. Yet to me, vulnerability really is the key to unlocking the fullness of human experience for boys. And so I'm curious to know that as you engaged with boys across the U.S., um, did you perceive that boys were open to engaging vulnerably or open to this idea of vulnerability? Because it seems to me that the older boys get the more reticent they seem to be because of what society might tell them to to engage on a vulnerable level with others.
1: No, I, I I, totally think they, at least the, so the boys in this book were aged, I think four to 18 and they were, I don't know that they would define it as being vulnerable. I, I think that that label may not be there, but for them it was it was being honest, you know, and like not being, you know, afraid to say something was hard or something was painful. Or, um, you know, like one boy is just leaning on his sister and he says, I can't imagine life without my sister, which is on one hand vulnerable and, but it's just his, it's just his experience. And, and like, I think that's the, that is one of the great things that, and one of the reasons why I love shooting kids is because they are honest and they are, um, there's not a lot of artifice and they don't have a side that looks better that they, you know, they're not worried about looking good in pictures. They just want, they want a lot of times they want to just show off for me because I, a lot of times I'll shoot them doing the thing that they're, they're passionate about. And whether it's, you know, it's baseball or hiking or playing the piano, like they, I feel like they, their comfort level is already there. And, um, and then from that, that, you know, the 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 truths often come out, which I think is I don't know, that's my favorite thing about um getting to know these kids and hearing their stories a little bit is is hearing the the hard part or the difficult part or the fun part. Um just the sort of the three sixty view of the mm. of the of the whole story about them.
0: Kinda of struck me as important just as you were sharing about about honesty there is possibly one of the challenges for those of us who are involved in educating boys or if their parents listening to this who have sons is to is to find ways of encouraging that honesty both with 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 themselves and with others as they grow older to to hold on to that that vulnerability or honesty that 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 we find in younger boys because i think if we have that then then it'll be better for better for everyone
1: Right. Yeah. And the joy, you know, I think holding on to the joy, like this unbridled joy of like, um, uh, even like if I was saying, like when they show off for me, I love it. I love that they're so proud of this thing that they are good at and they love and they want to show that. And I feel like we lose that. We have to be, you know, as adults, we have to be like, I don't know, enthusiasm for me. Enthusiasm is my favorite thing. And my, my kids will be like, Oh, stuff they're a, they're they call them a try hard. You know, like, oh, they're a try-hard. I'm like, that is my favorite thing. I love people that try hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that too. Um, Kate, as we journey through this beautiful book, um, and I feel it is is like a journey, you you make us aware of the elements of the hearts of a boy. Things that really stood out for me amongst others was this idea, like you've just mentioned, of joy, dedication, creativity, resilience, and kindness. And I think what I'd really like to to dig into is what were some of the things that, that struck you as you were busy with this project or maybe surprised you as you listened to boys' voices and, and you know, in putting this book together?
1: Um, what surprised me was, um, there was a few things. Um, it surprised me how open and willing to be vulnerable that these boys were. Um, I was, I thought I would be met with like, um, these preconceived notions that I had of boys, that they would be like, not talkative, non-communicative, not think that they're too cool for any of this. And and I didn't honestly had none of that. And then on the, on the tail end, the shooting in person great experience loved it and then generally with the books we follow up with a survey trying to get you know an appropriate quote um, sometimes I'll get it when I'm when I'm shooting but sometimes you know like you know if you're putting the in the chapter that is about resilience we need a quote about resilience and with the girls books getting the quotes super easy got, we'd get them immediately they would be lengthy and they would be you know we'd have to cut them down and for the boys it a, across the board, it was so difficult to get anything longer than like two word answers or to pull out, um, pull out sort of feelings and emotions. But it was not the case when I would actually talk to them. But if asking them to write it down or or to follow up later, it was incredibly difficult. And I haven't figured out why that is, but it was just something that I, like, I was surprised because I was like, well, these kids are You know, that kid is super talkative. But then I got a three-word answer for what is resilience, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Am I correct in observing, Kate, that the stories and insights in your book, in in one sense, help redefine what strength means in relation to masculinity? And and maybe that's a real message for those of us listening to this is, is to think about what it means to redefine strength.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think I think we all have these ideas about what it means to be strong and pass them along to our kids unknowingly or knowingly um, on purpose and not on purpose and I think re-examining trying to you know that's I definitely think that's what I am trying to do uh, with my work is is re-examine what does strong look like because strength is vulnerable strength is resilience strength is um kindness and it is not you know closing yourself off and doing everything yourself and struggling on your own it's it is this uh, reaching out and um trying to keep um you know our kids as open as, as possible to these ideas that um that you know strength can look like like what they would define as weakness and and that it is not weak to ask for help and try, you know just trying to keep our kids as mentally healthy as possible and not have them bottle up emotions and and hurts and um and things like that but like to to understand that um you know it, there's a there's a certain strength in, in admitting that you need help um which I think our gener- you know, our generation, generations before, maybe it was not as acceptable. Yeah,
0: and I think particularly for boys, that's such an important message, right? Um, if you look at if you look at the the statistics around around mental health issues in in young boys and men, you know, having an opportunity or creating the opportunity or the space where boys do feel um, that they can express themselves and speak about what they're going through can be so powerful in in helping them um, manage that right so when we were speaking before i started recording kate you you did say to me that you you're you're not a parenting expert no but you know the the global audience of boys educators and leaders in boys schools that'll be listening to this conversation i think we'd be keen to know what you might share with them about what you have learnt about the heart of a boy, you know, are there any insights that it might help or encourage them as they do this important work with boys every day?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to, you know, thank, I think anybody that is listening to this is my guess is open, is open to redefining what boys, um, the expectation for what our boys should be. And um, my, and my, advice and, and, um, would just be to sort of do away with these preconceived notions and just love and celebrate each individual child for who they are, not, um, anything based on, 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 you know, gender roles or gender norms, just be loving and, just the, a cheerleader for who those kids are. And, um, uh, I just feel like you're getting your, if kids are appreciated for the things that they are good at and the things that they naturally tend to do, and that the things they are naturally passionate about and that their natural personality tends to, um, you know, sort of come out in that way, then only like the only only good things can come from that. there is no shame, there is no embarrassment and especially for boys um, you know and and say a boy is um, doing things that are not generally um associated with males, you know if they are a dancer or an artist like there is we should equally celebrate that as we do our boys who are athletes and um you know leaders in in the typical. Whatever stereotypical way that that boys are generally encouraged to be, um, I think it is just appreciating and loving our boys for who exactly who they are.
0: I think that's such a, a wonderful way to to end our conversation um, is is to embrace the the the, the breadth of uh, of boy and the expression of of boyhood um, in our schools um, and in the boys we work closely with. And I want to thank you on on two counts, Kate. First of all, for for giving of your time today to speak to us and to share your experience of engaging with boys in this in this project. But secondly, I, I want to thank you for the gift of of your book. Um, I am really enjoying it, and I know that people who who go read it and and look for it after this will also uh, benefit from it and 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 love the beautiful photography, but also the insight that we can gain from Boy's Voice or so. So thank you on both accounts and, and for spending time with us and just being willing to share today.
1: Thank you so much for having me and thank you to you and everybody listening for the work they do to encourage our children to you know, just be their best selves.
0: In reading Kate's book, I was struck by this notion that we have often been conditioned to have a very narrow view of what it means to be strong. In the introduction to the heart of a boy, Kate quotes Fred Rogers, and I want to leave you with this thought. Strength is something we tend to respect in others, desire for ourselves and wish for our children. Sometimes, though, I wonder if we confuse strength with other words, like aggression and even violence. Real strength is neither male nor female, but it is quite simply one of the finest characteristics that a human being can possess. Thank you again for listening to Exploring Boys Education. If you'd like to get a copy of Kate Parker's book, it's available in bookstores everywhere and online. One last reminder too, as Amy shared in the beginning of this episode, to head to our website and sign up for an IBSC Ideas Lab or one of our online classes that start next week. Well, Once again, that's it from me. So until our next episode of Exploring Boys Education, keep safe and well.